Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are, whoever you are. This is the Think Life Show 2 coming to you live with none other than the Professor Williams and our hotspots of the show, our ever-present Minister Felicia Scott and our oh-so-opulent Shannon Gray Chappelle, a.k.a. Lady Gray. And we are just happy to be with you tonight. Again, this is the Think Life Show 2 coming to you live with none other than the professor and our hot spots of the show, our co-host, the best of the rest, our minister Felicia Scott and our opulent Shannon Gray Chappelle. And we've got a continuation of a good one for you tonight. We started last week on... Uh, We've been talking about uh, redlining. We've been talking about actually our whole, our focus, uh, we started out and we segued into redlining, but we've been supporting the, we've been supporting uh, the factors behind mental health. We've been supporting those who've been struggling through mental health issues, and we've been uh, sharing various supports for addressing mental health among people of color, among people, among minorities, men, women, and children. This time around, in this change of season, in this dead winter, in this winter solstice, we are now segueing into not only supporting those who are struggling with mental health, also giving you valuable information to help you to get to it, get with it, understanding generational wealth, understanding uh, really the, the, the flip side of segregation, and it can affect one's mental health. Having the lack of uh, uh, something, having the lack of the proper housing, having the lack of proper finances, of generational wealth, not just wealth, generational wealth, something that not only passes from generation to generation, but something that is of value your own, you own it, it's your domain, and it really sustains your life and the lives of your future generations, the lives in your lineage, and if that doesn't happen, it really can wreak havoc on the mind, on the mental health, the well-being, and the overall prosperity and quality of life, so we are here to help uh, improved, and we're here to help prove that there makes a difference in having uh, generational wealth. That makes a difference. We're not talking about something that uh, you just, uh, you know, some people, well, I have to say they just believe uh, some other crazy stuff. We'll get into that later. I'm going to keep that under wraps for a minute. 
tonight. Uh, we're going to move forward. Uh, this is the month of February. This is Black History Month. Um, we also support uh, not just Black History Month. It is ongoing. I mean, you know, being a person of color, being a black person, a man or woman, um, that doesn't change. We were born like that. So we celebrate that all day, every day, 24-7. And it doesn't, we don't need Black History Month to do that. We celebrate it 24-7. However, the month of February has been designated as a special time to commemorate our ancestors, to commemorate those who have gone on before us, and to continue to um, to build in the wilderness, to continue to make improvements in, in different areas to expand and improve our lives. So here we are in tonight's uh, show. Oh, my God. I see you waving your hand tonight. And... Um, you know, I'm just so excited uh, about, you know, when you are aware of something, when you find out what's really happening, uh, let me just say it, when you find out the truth, I understand the truth sets you in places of freedom. So tonight we're going to work smarter because it's about smarter together. It's about working smarter. We're not worried about working harder because technically if it's too hard, you're not going to be able to get through it. So we want to just leave, just, just get rid of the technicalities and get just go straight to the chase, cut straight to the chase, smarter together. This is what we're talking about tonight, smarter together as we reverse redlining. And we're going to look at the factors and some of the, we're going to look at some of the factors that affect generational wealth. We're also going to segue into how generational wealth changes the human experience, having a mindset to stabilize, work together towards goals and objectives uh, to determine the outcome of success. Mm -mm. I hear you saying, wow, Professor, that's a whole lot. You know, that's a mouthful. Listen, we're talking about a lifestyle now. We're talking about changing a mindset. We're talking about uh, theory into practice and what is practical in setting your life free, setting your life to financial freedom, setting your life to think differently, to be what you need to be, to be the change that you want to happen, right? To also get rid of that FOMO nonsense, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out. We're going to talk about fear again, too. We talked about that on last week as well. We talked about phobias. We talked about um, extreme silence, you know, because COVID changed the the trajectory on how we communicate. Looks like everything's still on a dead silence, but it has not. So black liners, black lining, the black lining foundation is changing the trajectory on how we communicate, on how generational wealth is communicated. I tell you, we're gonna get to it, get through it, and get with it. I see. Ah, here we go. I see our minister, Felicia Scott, raising her hand. Felicia? Yes, I'm here. Good evening, everyone. Yes, this is our hot spot, our minister, Felicia Karen Scott, and she's got another book. I need her to talk about that in a flash. Oh, my God, phenomenal author, always bringing it. Uh, bring it, not just a word. We're talking about a lifestyle having you to understand in real talk, real time on how it's supposed to be in life and giving you substantial skills, thought, 
burger and fries chat, something you could take away from the table and bring it and use it in your life. This is why we we are called the Think Life Show, too, in, with an extension of our burger and fries chat, feeling good enough to talk, feeling safe enough to talk, feeling safe enough to really have conversations. As our minister for life, Felicia always says, having conversations. And I also see our opulent Shannon Gray Chappelle, a.k.a. Lady Gray. That's you. Hello, hello, hello. How's everyone? Hey. All right. We are all well and glad to be here on this Sunday night and glad to be together, glad to be aboard, right? Yes. Absolutely. I just wanted to share this little tidbit, uh, this little um, breaker box thought. You know, I, I used it last week. We used it last week to break a box thought. You know, some things change and some things change slowly. When You know, change is slow, especially in COVID. It's, it's slow. So sometimes you need a little breaker box moment. You need a little something just to electrify you, just to stimulate the thoughts. So tonight here's a little break a box thought to stimulate our thoughts here. Uh, awareness of generational wealth should become a part of living. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, God formed man out of dirt from the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. The man came alive, a living soul. Now, whether some believe it or not, it's okay. We're talking about a living being. We are living this human experience. Uh, we live in a spirit. We are a spiritual being living a human experience. Um, the thing is, we've got to be able to determine what we're looking at. Sometimes, many times, we humans they observe something. But maybe they don't have time to check it out. Maybe they don't have time to do the research or whatever. And instead, they will live through a bad situation, as our minister police often say, some people stay in it too long. And then it passes on to the next generation, next generation, and then and when you know it, they're like, wow, how did we get this? How did we get this way? Because possibly they didn't know what they were observing and nobody checked it out. They just kept living through it. But it just And living through something sometimes doesn't necessarily mean you survive it. You could be on... Uh, pins and needles, you could be on broken pieces of glass. You could be living in a glass house that's about to shatter, right? So here we are mm-hmm. tonight. We we want to just continue this hot topic <laughs> that we've been talking about for the past two weeks uh, on is this is not just a financial thing. This is not just talking about finances. We're talking about the mindset, the um, the approach on living in the, in this new COVID era and working together to determine the outcome of individual of the individual's future and of the future of others present. And I have to say it may very well affect the past because what you do in the present and the future also affects the past. It depends on what it is. What you say, ladies, concerning generational wealth? Uh, because it includes property, investments, money, uh, anything with monetary value that's passed down from generation to the next, from one generation to the next. What do you, what do you say about that? Uh, 
might it should people how did how do you think people bypass the 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 oh they just got comfortable with living the way that they live and not understanding what generational wealth consists of? Do you think that some people uh, cultures, uh, particularly our our people of color, black people, you think they got comfortable with it, or do you, do you believe that red uh, racial, or I have to say racism, segregation had a lot to do with it? I'm sure they weren't comfortable, um, but based upon segregation, what do you think happened? Based upon segregation, because redlining is a, is a is a sec, is a type of segregation. What do you think happened? Uh, in decision making that uh, affected us so long. Now, okay, be aware, listeners. Redlining mm-hmm. is illegal, but it doesn't mean that segregation is not there. It's illegal, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that we're not experiencing segregation. What do you think needs to happen? What do you think happened? Well, I, I think a lot we of were fighting. Yeah, we were yeah, fighting, we- right? Definitely fighting. fighting. Yeah, we I had think, so many people helping us to fight. Yeah, I think that um, us as a people from way back, um, I think that we have been scarred. You know, that fighting, you know, we we were doing the fighting because we had to fight. We went through so much, and mm-hmm. we went through so much with, you know, with, with segregation. We went through so much with, you know, financial injustice. That's what I call it. Um, you know, in, in law, and the, the list goes on and on and on and on. And I think um, as far as generational wealth, a couple things happen outside of that, and we we have to do a whole show on what happened. Um, but I'll just name a okay. few. Okay. Um, oh, wow. That's, <laughs> you know, that's I, I have uh, that. I have that in mind. A whole show on what happened. Okay. Okay. What happened? You know, first, this is the first topic we there. Scarred. What happened? Yeah, uh-huh. first, first to me, you know, my opinion. First, we were scarred, and then first, we we had a breakdown of of family. We had a breakdown of community, you know, within ourselves. Um, you know, a lot of us left uh, the community, never came back. Um, we have a lot of uh, fighting and fussing between us as a people. Um, we are a lot of us are not the best financial situations, not some, not all, but I've seen a lot of that. And as far as creating generational wealth, not only that, I think some people that I've come across don't think it's possible. Possible to pull yourself out of what you are currently, whatever financial state you're currently in, whatever, uh, you know, surroundings you're currently in, to see further than what you are already sitting in. And like Felicia said, you sit in too long. You can't sit in too long. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, thing, exactly. Other thing too is you have to see that there is a. You have to see three things to me. First, you got to recognize that there's a problem. Then it has to be a problem for you personally, and then you have to want change. If all three of those things don't kind of fall into place, then you're not going to move into anything else. Um, I also think once we strengthen as a community, as we strengthen as a family, we can start to do more. And I think that that part is the first step in trying to 
uh, I guess, band together as a community. We had a stronger community a long time ago. You were able to go to your neighbor, and this is in general too, um, not only with people of color. You were able to go to your neighbor and get help. You know, you were able to go to certain places, and there's just a, I don't know, there's a breakdown. I just see a breakdown. But once we start to unite better, we can plan better. And you've seen, I mean, maybe not you personally, but people have seen us do this in the civil rights era. We all were in the same boat, you know, people of color. We all were in the same boat. We all couldn't go into, you know, certain places because of our skin color. And we all collectively got together mm-hmm. to say, look, we're going to do something. I think all of that has changed a little bit. I, I really do. I really do. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it, it goes a lot deeper than what I'm saying, but uh, we got to get the band together first. And I know I said a lot, but I think all the, all of those things that I did mention kind of go together, in my opinion. Yes, uh, and the truth, because if the truth isn't in it and formatted the way people can understand it and value mm-hmm. because when individuals value and they and mm-hmm. actually the information is valuable and they see it as something valuable, they will honor it. They will honor the standard. It becomes a part of their lives. It becomes grafted in right away because they're like, oh, wow, this is valuable mm-hmm. and honorable. Three things. Uh-huh. If it's true, and you want valuable and honorable. And you want change. You want change. change. You, want, you have to want it. You have to want it. And enough people have to have the same mindset, meaning the same techniques, the same encouragement, the same motivation, the same plan, as you said, Opulent One, the yes. same planning, planning together. You may even do it differently. You may have a different approach, but you're still planning. You're still moving in the pathway for change. That yes. is really, and it's so simple. It, it's as simple as it wants, as it can be. At the same time, you know, and Felicia, you often say this, that we are creatures of habits. <laughs> mm-hmm. Please elaborate. What are some of the habits that Black America could change as we speak? Because this is not just, this is pretending, this is pertinent to generational wealth and redlining, which is the systematic uh, racial discrimination against black people, preventing home purchasing and the creation of generational wealth. It was a racist policy that prevented black families from obtaining home loans and acquiring real estate, and it created a domino effect that is prevalent today. And again, it doesn't mean, you know, it, it's against the law, but it doesn't mean that it's still not there. What are some of the habits that Black America could change? Listeners, listen up. Change. Actually comparing yourself, comparing ourselves to our counterparts. You know, ashamed to say, thinking that it's not obtainable. When you change your mindset, changing the mindset and redefining what wealth is and what wealth ain't. You know, the Word of God tells that a wise man leaves an inheritance and an inheritance goes beyond finances. 
Like you may not have the property to leave behind or things of that nature. You know, it's mm-hmm. a mindset, well, you can't take it to the grave. And because yeah. that <laughs> that whole mindset wow. of like, oh, you can't take it to the grave, a lot of people are like, I ain't buying no house. Because I don't want such and such to have it or, you know, just a whole wow. bunch of rigmarole that means nothing to anybody. And so you mm-hmm. have people like, look, um, I work hard, so if I want a Mercedes and I'm living in a project, say I'm getting that Mercedes. Or, yeah. or you know, just yeah, a different yeah. mindset. So it's like, hey, you know, it's just the whole point of looking at our counterparts as quote unquote the enemy and and mm-hmm. just change you know, you don't have to be a bosom buddy, but you can learn from everybody. Like you can learn a lot from the counterparts, like even as to our banking habits. Absolutely. You know, that's another way of generation I like, you know, living in pretty much you know, or you know, you live in the city, so you see a bunch of cash, you'll see cash checking places and you'll see carryouts, and you'll see, you know, little hole-in-the-wall mom-and-pop shops like, um, and things of that nature and stuff like yeah. that. So it's like changing. It's the mindset, like your habits. Like if you think that you can't go any further and you condition your family to do that, that's yeah. what happens. It's yes. like, you know, yes. it's like now that my mom's deceased, I'm seeing how my mother and I always, me and my sister had a conversation a few days ago about like how mommy's whole, her whole, um, what her sayings was in living by this, making something out of nothing. So mm-hmm. learning how to make do, learning how to use that creative outlet to bring wealth to you. Like my mother could sew in a lot of things she could do. So those were her side hustles, like sewing outfits for others, planning meals for others, and cooking those meals and things like that just to bring a little bit of income, supplemental income in. Yes. And that's another way of building generational wealth, like like you save up for a rainy day so you're, um, you're sewing or you're cooking or you're babysitting or your cleaning or what have you, which is uh, your supplemental income. And you get notes to the oak habits. So a lot of people had, um, lack of a better term, side hustle. Like my father's side hustle was doing taxes, and my father had rates for everybody's taxes. The people who mm-hmm. had more clout, so to speak, had different rates. So my father had rates for Anybody doing just a ten a ten forty, uh ten forty, you know, you had A and you have X and E Z at one point those were that. So you just have certain things now. Just ten forty and the ten forty X. Because they eliminate exactly. the easy. And okay. things of that nature. So building well it's, it's all about changing your mindset, like certain habits, um, like saving. You say, you know, changing your saving habits, your spending habits, not necessarily getting a credit card unless you need them. I mean, okay. Ooh, say it again. I, say it again. <laughs> it's, uh, so yes. it's like not to that because 
Okay, I'm a, I'm a, uh, you know, my daddy's girl. So we learn how to manipulate the system by, oh yeah, tell mommy that um, you got this during your pay period. No, good and well, I use credit card. Oh, make sure you pay it before, before, before the due date. Don't mention anything to your mom because your mom knows your spending habits. She knows what you're doing. So this is what you exactly. want to consider. So having those, those, those um, teaching your children principal interest, li- um, liabilities, and assets, and letting them know that your wealth is tapping to your health. You know, when your health exactly. is like... Your your healthy relationship with money. A lot of people don't have a healthy relationship with money. Ooh, that uh, you, listen, did you hear that? We must have a healthy relationship with money. Oh my God, I gotta post that. Ooh, ooh. Uh, mm. raise my hand. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm raising mine too. We all raise our hands, listeners, and you. Sh- I know somebody's raising it with us. Yeah, yes. relationship with money. You know, some people they love it. You know, we know that the word of God says money is the answer to a lot of things. Money is the answer, and you know, a lot of people, you know, have twisted some scriptures around and have pretty much made it um, be bad to even talk about. Uh, you know, money and things like that and a poor mindset. When God did not say that, his word speaks about prosperity up and down, your spiritual prosperity. You know, it all begins with your mind. And if we renew our minds daily and change our relationship with how we relate to money, then we'll be okay. Yes, it's true. You cannot take any of these things to the grave with you, but the folk you leave behind, do not want to deal with the probate rigmarole. Please don't. Please write your wills. I don't care if you don't like none of your children. Write a will. Exactly. Yeah. Specific, exactly. And be specific. If you don't like yes. it, just say, you know what? I don't want none of y'all crumb snatchers getting anything. I'm donating my home to charity. Case point blank, period. Exactly. So some people don't exactly. like their children. They think their children right. are not, not worthy of their assets because they have proven to be liabilities throughout the years. So some parents don't leave their children anything. That's mm-hmm. their yeah. problem. That is true. I and their home or whatever they have goes to mm-hmm. community. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but I, I must say this. I must say this. <laughs> I have seen too many. And please, look, please know what I'm talking about. I've mm-hmm. seen too many people of color. Once mm-hmm. they pass away, the family's trying to figure out somehow what to do to, to get uh-huh. what to do, get them buried, whatever. And that is the, that a lot of that is because I think that we concentrate on the wrong thing. We mm-hmm. concentrate Absolutely. on insurance policy, you know, mm-hmm. just in case. We don't. Yeah. We don't. Sometimes we don't see past materialistic things to say. You know what? You know the phrase, keep up with the Joneses? But let me tell you, the Joneses yes. broke. Yes. You know. True. And, and, that, and that's where FOMO comes in, fear of missing out. Those two, <laughs> those two cats. Fear of missing Maybe out and the Joneses. Yeah. FOMO and the Joneses. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so $200 for your shoes you're going to get and make it $600. 
nine, you know, just double it, double it, double it, double it. That's what we need to learn, and that's part of generational wealth too. If we take a page um, from some other people, some other communities, whether we want to or not, a lot of them have the generational wealth uh, thing down packed. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, yes. in the sense of community, working together, investment. I have seen it. And I, I swear to you, and this is no no disrespect to anyone, I have seen it where you have maybe the Asian community. I've seen it where the gift, the wedding gift was to get the, for the family to get the couple a store, you know, mm-hmm. and they went exactly. to the store, exactly. you know, all type of stuff. We don't necessarily do those things, you know, and we have to get into, we have to take a little bit of a page from, you know, from some other folks sometimes. See okay. how they do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And adapt and teach and adapt exactly. Adapt. We, we can do it too. The hair care industry. Yes. I saw Mary on yes. the hair care industry. You know that that people of color dominate the hair care industry. It's not dominated by us, but the majority of our dollars are invested into it, and yeah. it doesn't go back. Wow. So yeah. so wow. Restructure. Wow. I believe that we have to do and have a bigger picture and a better understanding of how mm-hmm. you can keep the money flowing, keep the property exactly. and everything else cash. It's not just cash. It's property. It's community. It's investing in real estate. Whatever people are doing, you know, to, to remain rich or remain wealthy or remain prosperous, you know, to leave stuff to their children, to will them something, you yeah. know, that's, Ongoing, ongoing. Yes. So we had to restructure our exactly. That's just my thought. My thought on it. And to educate, um, it's yes, yeah. it is. You are on point as as you are the opulent one. Um, clear, clearly, listeners. Um, these are turnkey. These 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 are simple things that should be grafted into our lives. It's just like uh, the eye is to the pupil. The pupil is to the eye. This is out. This is equally important. Our limbs are equally important. Our movement of our limbs is equally important for us to be able to get up and down and do everything in the course of a day. This is equally important because we're talking about being socially, financially, um, economically mobile from from generation to generation from society to society, your local, your uh, across societies, because this is supposed to be across, uh, this, is, this is a lifestyle that should be engaged across societies. As Alicia said, uh, our counterparts, we should be, uh, and as our opposite one said, adapt. Adapt, adopt and adapt, listeners. America is built on uh, adaptation, technically. If you want to just get technical about it, it's building adaptations and adopting the policies of others, of our alliances and other sort. However, here we are in a whole different time. Here we are in a whole different molding of society. So removing, reversing that redlining, reversing the segregate the, the effects of segregation in particular areas where they say, okay, you, you, you people – because they, they refer to us, you people live over here, we're not going to live over there. However, when they find out 
what's going on in the neighborhood, that there's some good growing in the wilderness, that there's a lily in the valley growing, uh, lilies of the valley growing in the wilderness. They're like, oh, we're coming back. We're going to come in and dominate. Not, it's not so. This, this is not what this is about. Dominating, living together, collaborating together, because the scriptures just say that we became a living being, taking care of things, handling business. Business was at hand in the Garden of Eden. I'm just saying. Flowers was uh-huh. growing, trees was growing, animals were being born, and other sort of stuff had to be done. Now that generational wealth was passed on uh, through different cultures, it was, because you've got some nations who are, they are born rich. Their children, their great-great-grandchildren to be born are going to be wealthy and rich. You understand? So as our opulent ones, as we've all agreed that it takes some planning, it takes some financial options, it takes a different mindset to purge yourself of that poor thinking. Not to say this is not reflective for everyone. We're talking about those who've been in a struggle, the mental health struggle, because it wrecks havoc on your mental health. It wrecks havoc on the social health. And as our, as our minister, Felicia Scott, also said, listen, change those bad habits and, you know, your spending habits. You want to be able to have a healthy relationship with money and find out what the forms of money are as well. I learned a lot today about, about how certain forms of money works. And once you find out about the different types of money, different types of monetary funds, and, and, as, and also as uh, Lady Grace said, where it flows, because you, it has to flow into all areas of your life. Teaching mm-hmm. as early as middle school on how to understand stocks, on buying as much as our children play these games, they should be investing. Parents should be investing in some of these game companies. I'm just saying, it, it, at least that's a start. It has to be a start somewhere. And that's in teaching the child to and buy, a small, buy some small start, uh, stocks. Buy, you know, because not just that, even start with something small, stuff that you, you use every day, your basic needs. Buy stocks from your, your, your toothpaste company, you know. Mm-hmm. Start basic and watch it add because now you're talking about building. Generational wealth is built. It's built on a foundation, and it's got to be taught as early as middle childhood and even early because you've got young children like eight, nine years old writing books. You've got young children as early as eight, nine years old um, operating small businesses and using that little small business uh, what we used to call a lemonade stand business, <laughs> uh, making bow ties or whatever trends is out there, they are capitalizing on that. Parents are helping them to capitalize on it. However, it's not enough of our people doing it. And if it is, it's a well-kept secret. However, here we are doing it together, working smarter together, not working harder, working smarter together because it takes all of the the stress out of it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be able to appreciate generational wealth. And we will be able to appreciate those who are 
who's sharing the wealth of information because it's the information that creates the wealth. And then the person engages in step-by-step guided um, strategies, you understand, to use and and build upon wealth. Um, As you guys said, you know, what we call the side hustle really is a business. Mm-hmm. You know, having that change in the mindset to a business mind, um, writing, uh, writing. Now, writing is just phenomenal. I tell you, there's so many amazing writers out there that write different genres and create new genres in writing. I'm like, wow, it's, it's, the world is really an oyster of wealth. It's just to do it. You know, uh, what does Nike say? Just do it. And I have to say how. As long as you got some support and get some support, you can build a foundation of generational wealth. So, listeners, I know this has not fallen on deaf ear. Adapt and restructure uh, our mindset. Now, we've all, and, the, and I really believe um, the question, I, my next question was, what mindset should be considered to inherit generational wealth uh, I believe that question has already been answered. What you say, ladies? I believe that that question has already been answered. On uh, what mindset should be considered to inherit generational wealth? Well, you guys answered it already. I love it. I, I believe you, you, you. I believe you already answered that because we talked about the mindset. We talked about the strategies. We talked about the choices that we have. Some people maybe they believe there's no choices, and as it was mentioned earlier, um, some people don't see the value in it. I'm not going. They believe, oh, I'm not going to leave anything for my my people to fight over. However, you got to think about the next generation because your children are going to have more children and their children are going to have some children. The community is going to have more children. So you, that, that's something to think about too, listeners. The world has to operate and you, you want to leave a legacy as well. Yes. So that question has been answered. Now this FOMO thing, I tell you, this FOMO, the FOMO is just it's getting to me here. <laughs> the fear of missing out. Um, it's warping the minds of people. Given the opportunity, will the reverse effect of redlining, will the reverse effect, which is, we call it now, blacklining. Um, we talked about it earlier today. Um, uh, I just said, I, I call it blackline, you know, blackline it. You know what a blackliner is, like a highlight, it's not a highlighter, but it's um Artists use it to shade in and to make different um, emphasis in their art, you know, to di- to make different colors. Oh, Felicia, you know what a black liner, you guys know what a black liner is. You guys are artists and, and more. So uh, the black liner really is to outline. It outlines and it also shades. So like black line, black lining foundation outlines the 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 problem of redlining it outlines the effects of redlining and it offers a solution of change very simple to educate offer free resources and also understand where those designated areas are 
and have conversations of change with the people, with the community leaders. And I heard you guys mention earlier, mom and pop stores, um, Shannon, remember during COVID, they suffered the most. You guys remember that? When COVID yeah. first happened, mom and pop stores, they, they got the ax first. They got yeah. cut. They, got, they were bleeding out first. And I said, wow, what, how is that possible? Um, because they were paying rent. Because you're paying rent, you're renting a store, a storefront. That's why they call it mom and pop. You're renting a storefront for X amount of years, and there hasn't been a foundation to, for you to buy the building, to buy the property, or buy a property and go from renting mm-hmm. to owning your own domain. Then when stuff like this happened, like COVID, what else would be? Because there was no foundation. And then another reason, redlining. You were, uh, you were living in a targeted area. Um, then also collaboration with the community. Community also, community leaders also have to see a need for change too. Sometimes you have community leaders that come in and they know what's going on, such as redlining, and they, didn't do, they, have, they haven't addressed it. You know, so it's a number, it could be a number of variables. However, given the opportunity to eliminate fear of missing out, do you believe that the, the reversal of redlining, when it's reversed, based upon uh, some of the, the, the guides that we, we talked about tonight, some of the, 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 the key uh, principles that we talked about tonight, do you believe it would change the human experience? Because we're, we're living in the digital age. And it's like people, I didn't know people focus so much on the digital. The digital experience mm-hmm. is a part of the human experience. Do you believe that it would just break that redlining practice? Do you believe people would, given a chance, what I'm saying, given an opportunity, do you believe the reverse effect will just break that, that mindset, that redlining mindset in this digital age? Would it change the human experience in this digital age? Because, like, they can't, some people, they, they can't go without, I don't know, without technology. We need it. However, we got to communicate. What do you say? Once it's reversed, will it affect the digital experience? Because it's got to affect something. It has to affect the human experience up, straight across. The mm-hmm. digital, um, techn- uh, uh, the way we communicate in all aspects. What you say, ladies? So, are are you asking? Is, yes, what, it's what, given a chance. It's uh-huh. given the opportunity as we reverse the effect of redlining by blacklining or changing the mindset, helping people to change the mindset. Do you believe the human experience will change? Well, do you believe it will change how people engage with uh, in the digital world? Because you know the human the human side will change. Do you believe they'll change it in the digital world? Will they communicate better with technology? I, I think certain generations will. Um, I, okay. I hate to say it, a certain you know say older it. generation. 
Yeah, um, the truth boy. said. Uh, ah, you know, older Go generation, ahead, not necessarily mm-hmm. of them, not all of them, but you have people that are really set in how they do. Mm-hmm. They're not going to adjust. They're not going to change. Some folks don't understand it. Um, and, you know, I, I just really think that anybody can change, but some people are harder to change or switch over. But I think the technology piece is really prevalent in certain generations and I guess a certain era, you know, that really rolled with how technology and everything has adjusted. Um, right. You know, you know, again, respectfully, you know, I'm not saying that any, you know, body – I'll say it like this. You know, my grandfather was born in 1911. Um, you know, he's been gone, but he wouldn't have changed <laughs> with technology. I, I don't think he would have even really understood what certain things were. Um, or right. I remember saying, I'm going to leave that up to the young people, you know. So wow. there was never even an attempt to try to understand it or work with it. You know, it just wasn't a part right. of it. I don't, I don't fault mm-hmm. him, but that's the mindset of a lot of, lot of people. You know, um, so to me, it's almost like as far as, you know, how, how red line, you know, all, all these things that we're discussing kind of just flow into each other. Let's just say that. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. And, and it's kind of like you can probably reach a certain era or a certain generation with that change. Others you can't. So that's basically basically what I'm saying, or it would be difficult to do so. Um, that is true. That so is I, true. It would that, be a, a challenge met. Yeah. 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 Um, what would be. need to happen is to to link to link younger people with older people. Well, experienced people is what they're called, pensioners and other sort and anything past because you got baby boomers one and two. Mm-hmm. You've got Gen X, Gen Z, um, and uh, one more comes to mind. But anyway, when they are linked together and in an organized fashion, that sort of like gives a leadway to motivate um, pensioners or seniors, senior citizens to, to engage in technology. Because some also, some of the variables is some, some pensioners, they are physically unable you know, they have dexterity problems, issues, yeah. um, not to say all of them, because they've got some who can, who can beat me past um, oh, uh, yeah. exercises. They got they, they, oh. they a benchmark that they meet on a day-to-day basis. I'm like, wow, I, I'm shamed. <laughs> um, yeah. Some of them are, are very strong, and many of them are very strong um, psychologically, mentally they're very strong. And then you have some who just have a combination of, physical issues, but not psychological, or, or that some have social issues. They, yeah. But when combined with the strong mind, because the, the scripture says, he called the, um, uh, correct me too, Minister Felicia, uh, he called the, the younger, because mm-hmm. they, they, they have a strong mind, I'm just paraphrasing, and the seniors because, uh, I'm sorry, the seniors because they have a strong mind, and the younger ones, because they have a strong will, they have a stronger physical 
uh, aspects as well. I'm just paraphrasing. So y'all, mm-hmm. y'all color folks, don't worry about it. Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah. But I'm paraphrasing, like, from the Message Bible. In other words, simply put, older people have very strong emotional self. Their emotional self is very strong, and younger people have very strong wills, minds, and bodies. So when the two comes together, you understand, it, it kind of, like, gives the support, a lead way to the two of them uh, having those conversations, collaborating, and getting stuff done because they are supporting one another. Because sometimes younger people, it can be very frustrating depending on the engagement. You know, they can't uh, sometimes, depending on the issue, sometimes younger people can't take the pressure. I've seen it. Uh, However, there are some older people, they could take the pressure of any kind. Let me tell you, uh, I know some seniors, they have some well-kept secrets. I know some seniors who died with a bunch of secrets that should have been told. You know what I mean? Because it would have helped the family. It would have helped the future generations Mm -hmm. had they shared certain things and collaborate with the family. However, some people, they have been taught that's how you do. The people who were born in the 50s. Uh, 30s and 40s, that's what you do. You you hold your own, but it, it doesn't mean that it, it works. You understand? Like Felicia often says her mother, her father talked to her. They shared insights about how the world really operates. Mm-hmm. You understand? And uh, when we share insights on not just our experience, but I mean on the true facts of how things work, I believe that the as we grow older, we grow older more creatively and we grow older beautifully because that's how we're supposed to be. Even uh, Mother Sarah, Abraham's wife, she was so beautiful because she, she, re- she was a queen. She was a lolo. And being a lolo, you had to have wisdom and understanding, right? You had to have, and you had to know the law. Technically, she was a lawyer. So she had to know the law, and if she didn't know the law, she wouldn't have been able to convince Abraham to take a, a concubine. I'm just saying. Right? So the older you grow, you must grow older gracefully, intelligently, skillfully, so that you can help the current and future, future generation. So that's why the adage is, you know, they don't want to know because of the era that they passed through. Here we have grandmothers who are younger now. Our grandmothers are what, 30-something now? Yeah. <laughs> From what I understand, yep. grandmothers are 30-something. So the grandmothers have, have evolved. They're younger, and they're more in to technology. So generational wealth, they must be taught. They must be taught about the aspects and the success and the, the, the future of generational wealth because the generation has changed and we want to bridge that gap. We want to bridge that gap. We want to close up that gap between the younger and the older generation by engaging these, the young grandmothers, engaging the young mothers, single mothers, married, whoever they are, whatever composition of families they are, engage them so that when they're, as they grow older, they can have that mindset of power and sound mind, right? Oh, man, this is so good. This is the Think Less Show 2 coming to you live with none other than the professor and our opulent Shannon Grace Chappelle and our minister Felicia Scott. And we're about to be out of here in a few minutes, but it's all right. 
just want to drop a prayer on you tonight and just to recap what we, uh, our burger and fries chat tonight was phenomenal. Oh, my God. We have so much to be grateful for on tonight. And listen, family, don't hesitate to not just think about this. This is beyond thinking. This is about doing uh, tonight. This is about living uh, your best life, living your best, being your best you, (laughs) being the best you that you can be um, because you are a spiritual being living this spiritual experience, living this in a human term, living in the hue of God. Um, We're talking about financial assets, property, investments, monetary value, um, black line, redlining. Black line it. Become a black liner. Um, I guess some people are saying, like, gosh, uh, Professor, you sound kind of radical. Listen, living in redlining, living under a red, living under redlining practice, that's that's serious. That's 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 very serious. So it's time to be radical. Black line it, change it, reverse it. Go to Black Lining Foundation. Dot com. Sign up for the free workshops and free resources. Our Dr. Sharon Gonzalez has written every source, has written every book, and we've got some good stuff coming up for you uh, as you continue this argue, as you continue sharing because sharing we're sharing invaluable information, and we love value at the Think Life Show too. We've been on, um, we support anything that brings value and understanding and. Uh, sustaining life. We are for it. We're in. Right, ladies? Yeah. Yeah, we're we're in. So it's time to work Mm -hmm. smarter together. It's time to work smarter together. And without that, it's it's a fail from the gate, listeners. And we do not see you failing. Do we see our listeners failing, ladies? No. No. No, the answer is no, and it is the no, yes that is spoken by us. Between That's between us and God, and it's already a yes, and we say yes. <laughs> we say yes with you, but those of you who say mm-hmm. yes to, to black lining it out, to say yes to reversing the racial discriminatory mm-hmm. practices and underbanking practices, because the banks think they can do what they want to do. They, they, they are also the predators in the game too. So it's time for banks to change their mindset and practices as well. So here we are, family. Choose the right bank even. Which is it's, it's safe to say that too, right, ladies, to even choose the right bank. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Choose the right bank. Absolutely. And yeah. And how the practices work. How your exactly. how, how your money you know how is it used? How does mm-hmm. it double? You know, you, how can it benefit you? You know, don't exactly. leave it there. Money. Right. Pay attention to your ARP. Right, Felicia? The the ARPs and pay attention to your interest rate. Uh, you're talking about buying a home. We're talking about anything. Uh, even renting a car. Pay attention to, to things like that. How long is it because in your area? 
They charge you more even in your area based upon your age and your your race. It's, it's ridiculous, particularly your age. Wow, can you imagine? So, black, black line it up, folks. Become a black liner. Reverse that red line. Reverse those red line practices by educating, by sharing information, by collaborating and using that information and wanting to do well for the betterment of your community and your future and for the lives of others. Felicia, take us out in a prayer. Felicia? All right, hold on. I think you got a little technical difficulty here. I think you got a little technical difficulty. Hold on. Let's find out. Oh, Felicia? Yeah, we got a little technical difficulty. Felicia, are you there? Felicia? Yes, can you hear me? Oh, all right. All right. Uh, one more time. Are you there? I'm here. Okay, go ahead. There you go. I tell you, you know, the enemy and his little tricks, huh? <laughs> go ahead and take us through prayer. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. All right, there she is. Felicia? Yes, I'm here. There you go. All right, go ahead. That was crazy. You know, Block Talk sometimes, they do some little tricks there. Go ahead. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, so let me just hang up and and call back. I was, you know. Exactly. That was a a good Judah move, right? (laughs) That's a Judah to tell us. Yes, that was my thing in the background. Absolutely. You know, Paul. Callers, please call back one moment. We have other callers exactly. on the line. Thanks to, you know, uh, things of that nature. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. King taught us that. Yes, now take us time. out in prayer. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Well, thank you for the opportunity to be on the line to share with the masses regarding, well, Father God, we know that a wise man leaves an inheritance, Father God, so we must be wise about our spending, wise about our saving, and wise about property and everything that we need to be wise about regarding our finances, Father God, because you gave us the gave us the means to an end, and we thank you for them. Father God, we know that without change, we can't do anything, but all things are possible through you, Father God. We have to activate our faith in this day and time, more so now than other times, Father God. Oh, we thank you, and we love on you. And we look forward to being on this line once again, one more time, just to, to spread the good news to the masses about your love and your life. And we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. And so it is. We love you like no other as God does. And until next week, we're coming back for the third part of this series on generational wealth, redlining, and more. And remember, this is still February, Black History Month and the Love Month, and this is why we've got to continue to lift up and spread the good news of love 
and that there's more to life than just living. Living to love and loving to live. Until next week, peace, love, and joy. Welcome to the Think Life Show 2. I'm your host, Professor Williams, with our co-hosts, our minister, Felicia Scott, and our oh-so-opulent, Shannon Grace Chappelle. Join us each week as we refresh, as we get to it, get through it, get with the things that we need to do in this post-COVID era. It's so much excitement going on. It's a lot going on, but it's okay. We will get through it. And listen, don't hesitate to pass through to the Think Life Show to we do live shows. Join us live each week. And also follow us and like us on Facebook at TT Careless 2 at Facebook. Follow us and like us at Check Your Mind at Instagram. Follow us and like us at Twitter at Prof TT Careless 2. Listen, whatever the situation is, you are going to make it. Don't hesitate. We love you like no other as God does. This is why we invite you to the Think Life Show too, to find more love that's for you, to find more healing, to find more truths, to find out more on how to help humankind. Humankind, we're suffering right now, but it's okay. We can get through this together. And while you're getting through it, while you're getting with it, getting to it, get Join, listen, go to Amazon.com and pick up this, a phenomenal book by our co-host, our minister, Felicia Scott. Pick up the LP Collection e-book. Ah, she's in the business of inspiring others to heal and build through art. We're talking about build, building your life. We're talking about healing your life and more. Whatever you need, you will get through it. You will succeed. And our also opulent Shannon Grace Chappelle, author, spoken word artist. Ah, she always brings it. I'm telling you, she is also inspirational and healing to the people. She is. She has the flow. You know, uh, she flows with clarity and truths, things that change your life. If you want to change your life. Pass through to the Think Life Show, too, with none other than yours truly, the Professor Williams. And last but not least, also, while you're at Amazon, uh, building your life with our Minister Felicia Scott's book, the LP Collection, don't hesitate to check out my ebook, God's Mind Over Our Matter. Check it out at Amazon.com by Professor P. Williams. P is in Peter. 